0: Welcome, welcome to another episode of Gossip and Critical Thought. I'm your host, Quinet, and it's season two. Hi, we're back. I'm back to doing this again. Um, I've been gone for the summer, and when I say gone, I mean, I just didn't want to, you know, schedule this during the summer because I very much want to embrace life is meant to be lived so, I just took a break. It was nice to have it off my plate. But honestly, now that I'm planning and scheduling uh, calls and things like that, it feels really, really nice to be back. It feels like I stopped doing a school project for a little bit and I have a better perspective on it, uh, a, a drive for it. Again, not that I really lost my drive, but podcasts are something that are very easy to start and then dump because really, I think it's maybe that you're not putting anything like super tangible out into the world, like you can't physically hold it or see it. So if you don't look for it, you don't know that it stopped. So they are very easy to dump. And I very like when I started this, I didn't promise myself much, but I did promise myself that I was going to give it a genuine try. And after like the first season or whatever, if I hated it, I would just stop from there. But I had to get through a season and make. A concerted effort, and I did that. I mean, I took breaks at points in season one, as you know, um, but I always came back, and the ball got rolling eventually. And here we are. How are you guys? I've I've missed you. I missed you. Missed you. I haven't gone anywhere super super wild this summer, but I did take the time to travel, like I mentioned, and I'm still going to do a little more traveling before 2023 ends, so that'll be really nice. I went to Vegas, which. I'm going to do a whole episode on Vegas because if you've never been, I'm going to tell you about it. And if you have been, you can relive what I experienced as someone who is me and went to Vegas. Vegas was definitely a place where I'm like, I could make do here. Like, I don't think I'm going to hate it. I'm not going to say I'm going to love every aspect, but... It it was something, it was something else. I have a lot of thoughts on Vegas, we'll say that. So that's going to be an episode. It'll be more fun to do with a guest, I think. So I'll find someone who's also been and get that sorted out. I also went to BC to see a friend. It was lovely. It was nice, complete opposite from the Vegas trip. So uh, I did a lot of reflecting on, you know, what's important to me. Vegas was fine. I'm not anti-Vegas, just to clarify. But um, one trip was definitely more draining than the other. And I definitely... Felt sick after one trip and not sick after the other. I'll let you guess which one. But they were both... They both served the purpose that I needed them to at the time. And they were wonderful. Um, So I traveled a little bit. I did a lot of, you know, house maintenance. I updated some stuff outside. Got myself a lawnmower. I went electric because I care about the planet. Um, So you're welcome, Earth. And also... It was cheaper. And I also am still like kind of scared about storing gasoline in like sheds or garages because I, you know, don't know how fire works. So I'm just like, it's going to blow up if it's too hot someday. And it was hot this summer. Wildfires everywhere. It's still so smoky. And I'm recording this in the fall. Basically, it's end of August. So it's fall, essentially. Um, so I've been, I've been up, out, about, around trying to, you know, balance uh, work, life. Work balance work-life, work-life balance. You know, you know how it is. Trying my best. There were high points to the summer, there were low points, there were birthdays, there were weddings, there were engagement parties, um dates and late nights and gym workouts. I got more into running. I'm gonna do My regular 10K that I normally do for Father's Day, but then on top of that, a friend and I are going to train for a half marathon together. It's going to be really fun. I'm excited for it. I'm now an Apple Watch owner, secondhand, because it's better for the planet. Again, I am the epitome of a climate activist. Please address me correctly. Um, No, I'm kidding. But I did buy it secondhand. That is the truth, because they're just very expensive. And I'm... Doing pretty good at only wearing it for running uh, because I know I get pretty obsessive about stuff and I start being not nice to myself if I care too much about calories and steps and numbers. Me and numbers don't mix and me numbers and fitness don't mix. The only thing I'm kind of trying to increase number-wise is my protein uh, because I need to be better at that and just because my body can run on mediocre nutrients doesn't mean it should. So I've done a lot better in that regard over the summer. Still a long way to go, but doing better, making effort. So I now own an Apple Watch. I'm into running. So I now follow all the running influencers, which is very funny how their content compares to, well, my friends' lives. So not content, Um, but then like fitness influencer stuff content. Yeah. I've just I've been out and about. Um, it's been a summer. A lot of a lot of things, but I also think a lot of growing. I've gone to the beach a couple times by myself, which is something I've never actually done before until now. And I'm not a stranger to spending time alone with myself. It's just I think the beach was kind of an apprehensive point because it's very visible that you're alone. Like it's not, because it's an, it's an open space, I think is why. Um, and people go outdoors, or at least here, the culture is that you go outdoors in groups to recharge, to get some sun, to be warm, to do nothing because you spend a lot of time doing stuff. And so it's nice when you're embracing a very laid back state to have companionship in that. And I think that's why beaches, outdoor recreational spaces, you don't usually see people there alone. For some reason, in a park, it seems like a better place to be alone, potentially. Maybe you get less weird looks. But at the beach, like, it's very obvious you're alone. And I think I spotted maybe one or two other people that were at the beach alone. It's uh, the most recent time I went. And yeah, there weren't a lot of people that were just there alone. There were so many families with like picnics going on, couples, friends. Uh, it was a lot of a lot of people, young families, older families, oh, an older couple. But it was nice. It was nice to just like sit there. I'm reading more again. I did finish. Ooh, must have finished. I think since the podcast ended, I've I finished a book, which I know. But that could have been zero books. So I did finish a book. I'm almost done. My other one, I unfortunately did buy three more books, even though I told myself to not buy more until I'm done with the ones I bought in 2021. So all the more motivation. But I am reading one of the ones I bought in 2021, and it's fantastic. Why did I Why not pick it up earlier? Who knows? Laziness is something else, isn't it? So I'm reading more. I've had the house for a year that passed in the summer, which was nice. It's been, it's been lovely. It's been, well, no, Uh, on the week that it turned a year of having the house and I was, you know, enjoying this really hard financial adult thing I did all on my own. I uh, had my locks break. And so I had to call an emergency locksmith. And it just felt so fitting that my house, my house that gives me constant problems all the time Every waking moment, I think today's a day something uh, hurts me or (laughs) really falls apart or I can't fix. And so I was like, this is so fitting that my locks to all my doors would break like two days before I'd had this house for a year. And I think it's just the love language between me and the house. I think if I really wanted to be really theatrical and artsy and deep, I would say something like, My continual fixing the house is the house's way of challenging me to look inward and fix myself. That having the house as a project, something that constantly needs to be nourished and touched up from time to time and is never fully whole, but is never fully broken, that I can apply that metaphor to myself. Or some other bullshit like that, you know. I could just I could say whatever. The thing is, it's a house, and I mean, in some regards, yes, that is true. So it's not all BS. But um, I was being theatrical for that purpose. No, it's been, uh, I I'm in awe sometimes. I'm better at appreciating my hard work, but I'm in awe sometimes that this is legally fully mine. And then I, you know, get hit with the realization that legally this is fully mine, and the bank owns my entire soul but i think for a first one it's 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 perfect it's a perf- it's a perfect house for me it's not a perfect house it's the perfect house for me and so i have all these plans now to do a bunch of landscaping and put in new trees and ah uh, big master plan big master plan but yeah it's been it's been a summer um and i figure we could do like a couple first date questions. We could talk more about beaches maybe or running. And, um, I had a lot of thoughts about alcoholism over the summer. So we'll get into that. It's not going to be a super long episode, but it'll be a taste of what's to come in this new season. And I have a couple new things up my sleeve. I will not tell you just yet, but they will be worth it. Uh, so what pets have you had? I, I guess my family had goldfish when we were younger. Um, they weren't really they were like family pets, and then now I have a rabbit, and he's three this month, which is wild. I've had a pet for two plus years after being petless for twenty six years really I guess the goldfish counts of twenty four years, I guess something like that. um, what are some movies you really enjoyed? Oh, this summer I've watched a lot of movies that have been really good. okay, here's the movies you need to. C, let him go um it's about a uh, a little boy and his step family versus his uh maternal family and it's or pa- i guess paternal family it, it's very good um these are all probably thriller-esque the prestige actually i'm putting the prestige over let him go prestige you like thrillers perfect it's everything it's everything it's christopher nolan too i'm pretty sure You'll like that. Um, if you like scary stuff, the killing of a sacred deer, unsettling. No actual visceral gore, um, but it, it's uneasy. That's for sure and upsetting at certain points. So, but that that was well done. The gift. I think it's older. That was very good. There's something else I was thinking of. It will come to me later, maybe but those were all very, very good. Oh, I watched Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, not a thriller. It's an anime, uh, anime movie, animation movie, but just, just cute and feel good. So I, I like that. That was very good. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of films watched. Oh, I watched Parasite finally. That is very old, but I watched it. And I think it's ah oh, stunning love. Okay, enough about, enough about movies. Those are all the ones just from recently. So that's crazy. Um, what's another? What's the last show you binge watched? I'm still so bad at finishing shows. That hasn't changed. So I've kind of been keeping up with Real Housewives, but truly not really because I haven't watched it in months. Um, what else? What would your perfect vacation look like? Walking tours, historical sites, art galleries, art museums, warm weather, and hikes. Yeah, that's probably it. Cutest animal, ugliest animal. I don't know what the cutest animal is. I think a lot of animals are cute when they're little. Like, I would think a moose calf is just as cute as, like, a baby cheetah. Like, I think they're both cute in their, their own ways. So I don't know if there's a specific animal that's super cute. I do think dolphins are very ugly. Never like them. They look like skinned fish to me. I'm not afraid of them. Like I will obviously touch one if presented with the opportunity, but I do think they're really ugly. I'm sure people think like possums and other things are uglier, but I think, I think dolphins are really ugly. Ugh! What's the silliest fear you have? I don't know. The fear that capitalism will crush the world is silly, or that nothing I put out on the world matters because it won't be here in a couple billion years. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any silly fears. I don't think. I should ask my friends what they think. My biggest silliest fears. Not afraid of bugs, not afraid of blood or spiders or anything, snakes, no, alligators, no. I don't like heights. I wouldn't class that as a fear, but I don't, I don't like them. Like my body has that natural reaction of you're too high, be very cautious, and then panicking that it's going to die, which is a natural reaction I want to stress, but I did go bungee jumping um, and caving because I also don't like, <laughs> not claustrophobic, but I also don't like being enclosed with no way to escape in the dark. Um, But I did both those things. So I guess those aren't really fears. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that would be. I'm certainly not fearless. I just can't think of what it is. What country do you never want to visit? I feel like there's a lot of countries that don't want a black woman there. So any one of those? Not really sure. Or women that don't want women, don't like women, don't treat women well. Probably any of those countries as well. What's expensive, but totally worth it? Let's see what someone with mid-tastes thinks is expensive. Um, but totally worth it. Okay, I have two answers. One's a practical one, and one's a more superficial one. I would say a good pair of shoes. Not aesthetic-wise. Like, yes, fashionable, fine. But, like, a good, functional long lasting pair of shoes is expensive but they're always worth it I can tell the difference between my good quality shoes that I took time picking that I read reviews on things etc as opposed to like trendier shoes and how they last so you'll usually shell out like 250 bucks but you also won't have to get new ones for five six, upwards years if you're good with them depending on what they are um my more superficial answer I would say good skincare is expensive but it is worth it and I want to phrase that as it can be expensive you can definitely get just as good versions of stuff but I think very specific you know catered to your skin and your skin only definitely is expensive but almost certainly worth it when was the last time you walked for more than an hour? Yesterday, I walked to go get ice cream and then I walked back. That's about it. Okay, so like I mentioned, I've gotten more into running. I plan to do a half marathon with a friend. Um, I guess in 2024, so next year, and I want to. I like add it to my running list of. Challenges to try and do a hundred miler race before I turn thirty. That would mean completely like overhauling my training for a full year, probably more, seeing as I'm a resistance training uh, athlete, pretty much at this point. And the pretty much is about the athlete part. I don't, I don't really know if I'm an athlete. Whatever. Anyway, um, yeah. So I've gotten way more into running. And I, I don't know, I think it's because one, I just need something else to focus on. Like I mentioned, I've been resistance training for a day. I'm just gonna start saying a decade because I think I've been saying about eight years for about four years. Um, So I've been resistance training for a decade now. And coming from high school where I played high school sports wasn't really an athlete, but like athletic enough to play high school sports regularly. And then just coming to university and being on my own with it, you know, I was forced to really figure out and find something to hold on to. And so I'm thankful for resistance training. Um, I got to work in that because I decided to try something um, I now have a second job as a trainer with the best company. Oh, the company rebranded. It's The Gang Fitness. Um, so resistance training has been great, and it's gotten me a lot of opportunities. And it's built me to be a person who has, who's way nicer, way kinder to herself, has a way healthier mentality around exercise um, and eating and food and, you know, everything. So I'm definitely better for it mentally and physically but i also need something else cuz with lifting i can kind of get away and i shouldn't and i but i can kind of get away with bad form with half assing workouts because i can move things easy relative to my size you know i'm not weak i'm not the strongest ever but i'm certainly not frail So I needed something completely different that I was bad at, honestly, less disciplined at and to try and get better. So that's what I'm going to do with running. I'm going to see how far it takes me. I'm resisting the urge to buy a vest, but my friend Fiona bought a vest and now I kind of want one. So I might just buy a vest um, and then really get into it with like the gels and the water bottles and the sour candy. That might be why I'm doing it. It's the ability to snack on sour candy while I run. That might just might just be the whole reason I sign up because you know I love sour candy. Um yeah so running has been a nice thing to to test myself on, to challenge myself on. I need to do better at keeping my joints, specifically my knees, feeling nice the next day. I think I'm due for probably a new pair of running shoes. I think I've logged as many miles on these before they're hindering because while they're nice shoes, there's certainly better ones out there. And running, it's been a different way to move, a more challenging way to move and overall a better way to move. For me, I feel like my heart obviously is stronger, but I also feel like the weird running pains I would get before I'm not getting anymore. I feel like my body's accepting its new hybrid training, which I still need to tighten up, but it's going pretty well so far. It's been nice to be bad at something new. And I think I've missed that feeling. I also signed up to play in a women's rec basketball league. Um, And I was talking about it with a friend recently, but I haven't been forced to make new friends or be collegial with other people outside of my immediate group or with links to my other groups in a long time like in a long time like probably university or just after university was probably the last time um when I still like volunteered and like joined groups that interested me and stuff like that and I need to get back into it but I just have not yet um but yeah so I'm now gonna do that Through the fall and winter, which will be really good, I think, too, as someone who doesn't do well in the winter in terms of happiness and mental health. I think having a scheduled place I have to be will be really, really nice. Um, And to move in a way I haven't in a decade, honestly, high school was a decade ago crazy. Yeah. So things things have been added i'm I'm doing new things, and through the summer, like I mentioned, I had been thinking about alcohol a lot because for the first half of the year, first let's say first six months of the year, I didn't drink at all at any type of social gatherings um and it wasn't like there were hundreds of them. But, you know, if you go out for dinner with a friend kind of thing, you'll have a glass of wine if it's somewhere nice and things like that. Um, but I just made the choice not to, just to see. I didn't have like an end time of when I wanted to stop. I just wanted to see how long I could take it. And I took it for quite a while and it just got infinitely easier the longer I stayed doing it, which is a 100% the way things always work. But then the summer came, and so I I made the choice. I was like, okay, I'll start again. Again, in within limits and within reason of what is best and safest to me, not to dictate how others should. Yeah, so I I was thinking more and more about alcoholism as it pertains to health. Not to lecture anyone about health, but also how it tends to make me feel mental health-wise. And I notice that when it's more frequent, just in terms of even once a week at like a social gathering, I notice that throughout that month, it gets harder and harder to pull myself out of negative self-talk about myself or my body, or I find I'm more pessimistic um, about everything in general. And I feel as though I haven't like fully ever reset my body for any reason, but I'm toying with the idea of doing like an entire calendar year of just sobriety. Not to see if it changes my body, but to see if I can really spend more time and get to the root of my own negativity or things like that. Because even when I would stop drinking, then and it wouldn't even be once a week anymore, it would just be never in a month, kind of out of nowhere. Um, it still was very hard to pull myself out of that negative self-talk. And I know that Health Canada put out the guideline, heavily cutting back on what it had previously recommended for people to uh, consume in in a week or however frequently it was listed. And that got a lot of people talking. I also just feel like it's so normal, and yet it is a very strange practice. So I'm entertaining with the thought of, Maybe this isn't something I need for like a year because I went several, several, <laughs> several years without it, and it wasn't the main staple. And somehow the world still turns. So I'm toying with the idea, and 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 now I'm thinking, okay, there's weddings coming up, there's there's birthdays, there's my birthday. Um, you know, we could get into a whole thing, and we will maybe at some point. Point. maybe some point the season I'll find someone who's been sober for a really long time and they can you know provide some insight I've been I've been up to things I've been stewing I've been thinking I've been writing I've been reading I've been trying to see what direction life is pushing me in and I'm kind of excited about it you know I'm kind of excited to see where things go from here because I've always had a title. You know, I was a student, then I was a grad student, then I was a a junior policy analyst, and then I do my job now, and I was the new person. And now I'm there to the point where there's several new people under me, and I'm able to give guidance right when that wasn't me year and a bit ago. And so I've always had a title, and now I'm just me or i guess i'm giving the chance to just be me and so i need to kind of figure out who me is when she doesn't have a role to fill yeah it'll be a fun season um i have a lot more friends and a lot more colleagues and a lot more acquaintances that i think you all might want to hear from so uh i'm gonna do more guest episodes obviously we're still gonna keep the solo episodes coming which means I got to think of more ideas, but I like it. It's a challenge. It's fun. I think among all the other challenges in my life, this is going to be a nice thing to keep coming back to twice a month. I'm happy to be back. Season two. Let's go. Thank you for joining me today on another episode of Gossip and Critical Thought. Season two is here. I'm excited and I hope you're excited too. I've been Quine. We'll talk real soon.